0: Hey, Siri, call Kyle Beachy.
1: Calling Kyle Beachy. Home.
2: Just about the
3: worst possible time. I love it. I'll talk to you later <laughs> in the week. How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's not the worst possible time. I'm just pass- about to pass out on the couch.
0: Well, I love it. I'll hit you earlier in the day in the week.
3: Yeah, you know, it'd be a good time if I were to give you sort of a warning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Thursday morning. It's easier for me because I'm ahead of you.
3: Hell yeah, player. All
0: right. Well cold
3: surprise cold call me around Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to you.
0: All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Just <laughs> Sarah, called Ted Barrow.
1: Calling Ted Barrow. iPhone.
0: What do you need to know? <laughs> I don't need to know anything about New York. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I have questions. Uh, <clears throat> skateboard figures, landscape-wise. Oh, cool. Yeah. What's up? Why is every YouTuber, like, skate YouTuber thumbnail attached to... Why, why does... Fifty percent of it have an Andy Anderson angle. What is what is YouTube's fascination? Why is the Goonie right. side well, of skating is, so fascinated? I think because I,
4: isn't it because like YouTube became its own separate skate celebrity ecosystem, and they they like root for these underdogs that are complete dog shit. And so like because Andy Anderson is dog shit yep. and an underdog, anything Andy Anderson gets gets hits
0: yeah does he strike you as the kind of like contrarian theater kid who uses his eccentricities as like his his personality type but the reason that he picks those eccentricities is that he knows that they kind of annoy you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely like the board isn't just a weird shape it's like an exceptionally weird shape right um, almost dysfunctionally and because it makes you go oh i could never and he goes yeah i'm just different you know yeah, exactly.
4: And his helmet isn't just a helmet; it has a fucking visor. Yes, yes,
0: that's what's weird, dude. But then I'm like, okay, old transition guy watches Andy Anderson skate in my home park, and that's where yeah. I'm like, you should be like a like a idolizer of Danny Way or something. I would figure, but no, no I know. But like, it's because
4: because now YouTube has. It, it sort of fostered two separate communities. It's like young kids who don't care anything about the history of skateboarding. Yep. And then old transition guys who feel like the history of skateboarding has gone in a, the, the progress of skateboarding has gone in a direction that they don't like. So they're going to look for the young creative skaters that are doing tricks that they like, not realizing what anomalies these kids are. I, th- I think that's what it is, you know? Yeah.
0: Is it also kind of that like old bull trolls are kind of reactionary too? Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. 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 And they're like, it's sort of like, yeah, I like Trump. You <laughs> wouldn't expect someone meet, like me to like Trump. Like once I had this, like, there's some kid, this is like during the election, like two, two years ago. And uh, like some kid was like, I posted something just mildly critical of, of Trump. I don't know what it was. Yeah.
0: Mildly so, critical.
4: <laughs> yeah. And this this kid was like, oh, Feedback TS is brainwashed. He's brainwashed. He's a chic. And I was just like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 16. Bet you wouldn't expect me to like Trump. And
0: I was just like, uh, yeah, you're right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the that's like the angle of, yeah, I'm 60, but I I like the kid who's down at Venice with the helmet. Like.
4: Yeah, but also like Andy Anderson does like a bunch of early 90s and late 80s tricks. He does G-turns like – doesn't he skate freestyle or something with a helmet? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> he checks, like, if you haven't paid attention, really close attention to skateboarding, like if you don't know the difference between like weekend and quasi, which probably yeah. most people of my age shouldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you haven't, if you've sort of gotten back into skateboarding, which this guy clearly has like this old transition skate, old transition skater just means that you didn't skate for 20 years. Yeah. Like you're going to like Andy Anderson. And you're going to you're going to get all of your your media, not on on Thrasher or on Free Skate Mag or anything or Jankum. You're going to get it on on YouTube. You're going to go. Yeah. Is it that, that he's the equivalent of like your fucking racist uncle on Facebook and his friends being like, well, actually, like, you know, Tucker Carlson makes some good points or <laughs>
0: yeah. that all checks out with the cross generational critique videos of like. I mean, that that video was just fucking so bad. Um, yeah, it
4: was embarrassing. Yeah, it felt like me.
0: I mean, well, it's like a it's like a Powell vlog and I get it. He's at your home park, but there, there's something so like human centipede of content where. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. Like they're making the shit, whoever the vlogger is that's recording Andy. No edits, right? It's straight, straight out of the camera. And yeah. then Andy Anderson messes up a trick and there's like this. You can see the kind of magic dissolve in the old transition skater's eyes where he goes. And so they're not they're not editing out the F ups. <laughs> and he calls them the <laughs> F ups. So that's like that's like this whole thing that I've kind of been fascinated by. And then the other thing is like, you know, there's then you have your like I mean, I don't know how many of these figures you know. I am curious about your YouTube habits, but like if you know like Dan Corrigan and they're kind of like Braille adjacent, like they're not at the yeah. revived warehouse. They're just at like yellow coping parks, just doing mm-hmm. super vloggy, YouTubey. You know, the title is like, "You won't believe who got in my way at the park," or you know, "Day ruined by skate park visit," or something. You know, like just really shitty clickbaity titles. Um, yeah, but they're yeah, yeah. not the San Francisco guy. Yeah, they're I'm not. Friends. They're not Aaron Cairo. But but Andy will be in their videos yeah well, i think joe joe did a video about that where he's
4: just sort of talking about how like with like with dan corrigan like andy was in like one or two of his videos but th- then like dan corrigan will like now like 50 percent of his videos are about andy anderson yeah so i think andy probably just found his like his little ecosystem and his little community and and he's like is he legitimate like i don't know what that even means but is he like part of I guess he does do contests and stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, he did the Olympics, and he makes parts. And it's funny because I was critiquing his parts. I'm like, yeah, they're made kind of like with a wide angle lens, though. They're not like HPX with the extreme fisheye, or they're, you know, they don't. They're not made with the same hardware. Yeah. And then Naja has a part, and it's made with <laughs> almost indistinguishable hardware from an Andy Anderson part. Just. If cost- yeah,
4: sort of like doing his own. I mean his. His aesthetic is now going. It's sort of like he's gonna work with Ty, and he's gonna he's like out of skateboarding in a weird way.
0: They both are kind of on like the the, the world stage of wide angle parts. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, their their own like weird aesthetic thing. But yeah, that's why I was like, does Andy just do the do the like celebrity appearances on the smaller channels because he knows that it helps his own profile or? Yeah, I don't know. I it's just like such a weird. I think so. I think it, it's a, it's a win win for
4: them and, and him. You know, like he gets there in premature, and that he gets more exposure. You know,
0: yeah.
4: and yeah, yeah. But but um, I again, I think it. I think these like commentary videos, like they don't have anything to do with me. I think they have to do with like video game. Like people gaming and recording themselves gaming. Yeah. And, and like, there's a whole community of that that I don't know anything about. And I barely, you know, like when I was doing feedback, I didn't even really know about YouTubers at all. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I remember once going to like LES and seeing John Hill. Uh huh. Like, like, just, I just actually just saw some guy ripping with a camera crew. And I was like, huh. And he comes over and he's like, hey, hey, I really like what you do. It's like, it's really like, it's an interesting angle. And I was just like, do you mean my switch backside tail sides or uh, like, I didn't even know, but he was like, he's speaking to me. Like we were in the business and you know, like, like, oh yeah, I I see your stick, you know? (laughs) And, and then only later did I find out that he was like a, a YouTuber and had this whole thing.
0: Yeah. John Hill's a a weird one because I think same with Dan Corrigan, he comes from the natural order of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He's like a South Carolina ripper. Turned birdhouse flow rider, turned like, you know, wasn't gonna make that big of a splash in in Southern California. And so he made the pivot early. Um but now yeah. it's like Andy never you know, and like a lot of the newer YouTubers, it's like, dude, they don't even the 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 whole sequence of growing up being a kid who makes some local parts like that's not it anymore it's like the they they develop personas and channels and angles and they're like they have like an editorial vision before they have like a skate vision
3: yeah yeah Um, but i think
4: also it's kind of getting saturated where they all the, the thing that they all complain about the most is like the algorithm and how they they all are like when they reach a, a level of fatigue, they're they're like, well, you know, I have to I have to make my videos like this because of the algorithm. You have to like say something that you know. Oh my God, Haley! What's the other one? Haley Dan Gorgon's girlfriend, Haley yeah. Uh, Isaac. Yeah, Haley Haley Isaacson slammed to chest
0: at you know Medina Park or whatever. Yeah, it is funny that they are like their own celebrities, and then their whole shtick like mimics a weird sort of TMZ. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. How many of these videos have you seen? Have you seen more than five? I've seen I've definitely seen less than 12. Yeah, that's probably me, too. Yeah,
4: like only through. But on the other hand, I've seen every gifted hater video and he's he's a YouTuber. Yeah. But but I think he's he's like a he's not meta, but he's at least commenting, commenting on the phenomenon and and like a little self-conscious about it. So maybe he is like as close as we can get to meta on that
0: but he's like a postmodern phenomenon i like don't quite know what box he is in he it's like he's a youtuber but like if sci-fi put him on it would just be like oh yeah he's like a sponsored skater who also has like makes works at the content mill you know like i don't know he, yeah he seems to be he's quantum he like is in two worlds at once or two places yeah, but at he- once
4: but he's also, re- he grew up on YouTube and he grew up on only web release videos and like not paying attention to the, uh, to like, he grew up like in a preview or world, yeah, in yeah. A post DVD world. So he's not really like, he's never, he's not a full, full video type of, type of skater full vi- like full company video.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And but, he's, he's also a streamer. Yeah. 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 That's all I wanted to know about, I guess okay were you recording me just now oh yeah did i not tell it yeah i was (laughs) recording you okay cool (laughs) cool i'm gonna call alex nice okay good good talking to you ted
2: yeah yeah, go back to the podcast all right talk soon
0: serial call Alex White.
1: Calling Alex
2: White,
5: mobile. Oh boy, right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Not
5: much. I just got done cleaning up uh, dinner.
0: <laughs> oh, great! So, yeah, tending to like your actual, you know, pretty serious. Uh, life.
1: Yeah, but you could say things are getting pretty serious. You know, they're <laughs> 8 and 11 now. They're still around.
0: <laughs> Do you have five minutes to entertain a query? Sure. Uh, speaking of, of 8 and 10-year-olds, <laughs> I saw a baby today, quoting Mike Tyson, <laughs> also in a post skating to Gigi Allen, and in another one, saying to never give up on your dreams.
1: <laughs> Who is this child?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some
1: I love that page. you brought you brought that to my day too because I'm like,
5: what is this? I mean, like, there's probably people that like love that kid just for his like inspirational quotes. I don't know what is this this culture we live in.
0: I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, who gave you that Mike? Tyson? Why do you know a Mike Tyson quote about pigeons? You're 13. Mike Tyson was fucking 47 <laughs> when you were born. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think somebody brought up. Like, oh, did you see the Reese Nelson part? You see the Reese Nelson part? You see the Reese Nelson Mm -hmm. part? And, you know, we've done this a thousand fucking times. Not with, you know, Reese Nelson is obviously different. She's, you know, a phenom and a young girl. The only other precedent for that was probably Rasa. But it's like, you know, Nyjah, Sheckler, Cater. GT was even like that. It's just like.
5: Yeah, I remember GT when he was a kid. There's
0: so much. So much excitement around the babies. And I was thinking about instituting a no sponsorship, no talking about kids until they're actually not even just adults until they're 20. Like there's, actually, there's also a grace period. So you can be sponsored right before you can start drinking, right before you can blow it.
5: I like that. That's good. <laughs> Let's see what happens.
0: What is the, what is the fascination with looking for babies? Why, why are sponsors so excited about babies?
5: You look at it like we, we all pretend that we're like Warren Buffett with the next new business and wanting to invest and get in early, get in on the ground floor, Ted. We want to yeah. get in early. They never Bye. stay
0: with the ground floor though.
5: That's our hope, though, that because you know, once you try to get somebody that's already established, yeah. you've lost them. But you know, if you've been like flowing someone for a long time, at like thirteen, um, they'll there is brand loyalty to that or yeah. inertia, whatever yeah, works. Yeah. <laughs> it tends to be our our mode.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just like I know a lot of stuff in in skating has changed, but I'm like, well, at least we know now that it's totally possible. To have a career through your mid twenties and at least into your mid thirties at uh, at the highest level, yeah, right. Like Mark Sushu is thirty years old, straight up. I don't think yeah. he, I think he's still going to be one of the best skaters in the planet when he's thirty five. Like, yeah. And and Mark was a baby too. Like he was um, known, but but yeah, that's just always the thing. I think where I don't I don't know what impulse this is in me, but like adult. Bodies skating like that's like the style and the power and the and the vision, you know, all of that like is seems that is always absent with younger skaters and especially like 10, 12, like maybe some. 17, 18, 19 year olds can have started to put together a vision of like what they want Mm -hmm. their skate output to be. But for the most part, it's like Jin Woo's kind of figuring out like. I was uh just
5: watching. That's so crazy. I was just watching his run from Tampa when he called
0: me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But okay. Jin Woo, I think, is just being, just trying to figure out what he can do. Like, I don't yeah. think he's trying to think uh, well, like, you know, what Ryan does, like, oh, what well, would be really sick? Like, how do I integrate my skating with my hometown, with my history of past skate? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. kind of answering the other questions, but maybe those questions are only interesting to, to an old head. I don't know.
5: Um, I think that um one of the, one of the things that we kind of forget is like, or like from the outside looking in, we get really biased by our own age and preference. Yeah. And, and we are, we are honestly marketing to that, like, 10 to 15 year old demographic who want to see skaters that look like them, you know, that's so weird because,
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I understand that. I actually really liked Dylan Reader when I was, you know, we're the same age, so the
5: Quicksilver Osiris Dylan Reader,
0: yep, Quicksilver, yep. subject to change, Dylan Reader, backwards yep. trucker,
1: garden, and, garden,
0: and, and we dress the same, you know, because we're of the same generation, of course, we dress the yeah. same, yeah. So I did like to see someone who was like me, but he was just light years behind but, uh, Jerry in that part, you know, Jerry and Louis share yeah. part. But I but I was just like, still the people that I was striving towards were the older people, I thought. I don't
5: know. Yeah, I think, I mean, like I, I like religiously watched like the 16 videos. And oh, like, wow, um, yeah. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> like, and then I'd watch, like, Fulfill the Dream, and, like, I was like, oh, Jesse Silva and Sammy Baptiste and Brandon Turner are so sick. Like, wouldn't oh, it be cool God. if I got to go in the van with them? And, like, I want to be like that kid <laughs> <laughs> that's getting wasted with the adults. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hard question. I just kind of wish people would wait. You know, wouldn't it be so sick if you just got Grant Taylor? Like, you didn't get nothing but the truth, Grant Taylor. You didn't get yeah. <laughs> Minefield Grant Taylor. You just got him when he was... Full power, full speed, you know? Yeah. I don't know, you know?
5: I feel like that happened to Braden Hoban. Yo, yeah, right? We didn't
0: get a baby Hoban.
5: We never got a baby Hoban. And it's actually way more exciting that he came onto the scene and we're like, oh my God, man Hoban. <laughs> yeah,
0: he did have kind of one of those appearances too, where it was like, wait, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah, there was no slow build. It was just front and center right away.
5: Yeah. I think that, um. He's a weird one, but, um, you know, he, and he grew up in Encinitas. Like he like grew up in the hotbed of where, You think what well, we would have known who he was. He
0: didn't have a motorcycle, obviously.
5: Yeah. That's a, that's a prerequisite. <laughs> well, that's Oceanside, but.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> forgive me. Forgive my ignorance Encinitas, of North County Encinitas San Diego. Is a little,
5: Encinitas is like, he, he's a really good surfer too. That's, that's Encinitas vibes. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been to Lucadia park twice. That's what I know of, of North you. County San
5: Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, no shade for the people who sponsor the babies, but I've just been thinking about it. I think you had a great answer.
5: Cool. I'm glad I I passed the the test.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sweet. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Well, good luck with the rest of your calls. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Talk soon. Bye.
0: Call Kristen Ebling.
1: Calling Kristen Ebeling. Hello.
0: Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Oh, hell yeah. It it, it absolutely checks out that uh that you had a window between 4:30 and 5:30. I'm like, I don't know. I could call anytime between seven o'clock and one in the morning. Um, <laughs> but that's just how you and I have different schedules okay what's in your go bag of diy supplies in your car right now
1: i got some bondo i got some lacquer just the spray kind i want to get the brush on kind i haven't quite made it to that point yet but i've heard good things um i got a hammer i got bondo brand little scraper thingies um i got painter's tape yeah what else wax obviously uh rubric I got a weekend red brick, actually. So thanks, Grant, for that. Name brand. Yeah, great brand. And yeah, some gloves. And I think that's pretty much it. I obviously, I got like skate tools and screwdrivers and crap like that as well. But yeah, that's pretty much everything that fits in my little bucket.
0: How did you start getting into that stuff? Uh, is it a Seattle thing? Or was there like somebody that you skated with? Was it out of necessity, out of no spots? Or did you see somebody doing it? You're like, oh, I should. I got some some stuff to do it
1: yeah so i my first real like video parts were pretty much filmed with uh my friend shane and shane's such a legend like he literally is like he has everything you could possibly want like i'm not even joking he has like advil like or like ibuprofen like if you like roll your ankle he's got (laughs) friggin wax obviously but then he has pretty much every power tool ladders signs like he's got everything generator lights extension cords um literally all kinds of tools and everything to make basically make it so skaters that he skates with have absolutely no excuse outside of like security guards kicking us out there's no reason why we wouldn't be able to get a certain clip so thank you shane for just being that you know not every filmer really takes care of you um in yeah. that way but yeah basically just through skating with shane i just watched how he took spots and just made him so much easier to skate and so much more approachable because fuck, man, skateboarding is, like, hard enough, you know? So, yeah. like, and, and just as I got older, I kind of realized how much, like, a little crack here or there or, like, a ledge that you don't feel like you can really, like, grind, you know, how much it, like, really affects your confidence levels, you know? Yeah. um, and so not only is it fun like like skateboard arts and crafts you know like are you kidding me like it's so fun i I would just say if you're somebody that like nerds out on building your board or like doing your grip tape like you'll let me have you try you know fixing up spots it's it's super fun and so yeah i just kind of learned how to do like bondo and rubbricking and lacquering and you know all the basic stuff with shane and kind of his whole skate rats crew a lot of those guys work with all different types of materials to you know make things smoother or, or better to skate yeah so like last weekend me and my friend we put kind of this finishing concrete. It's kind of like grout, I think. There was kind of this hip spot that was really rough. Pe- somebody did like a quick crate job like years ago and it just with bondo and it was it was just like almost like they made it worse to skate. or like over <laughs> yeah. time it kind of looked that way. Um, and so we kind of chipped out all the old bondo and like evened it out and then poured um, mixed up this kind of finishing grout kind of concrete stuff and like made it all super smooth. So I haven't skated it yet. Hopefully we didn't totally botch it, but yeah, just kind of getting into quick create and stuff like that as well. Kind of lately.
0: Are you going but to yeah. become like a, a marginal way ripper?
1: Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a street DIYer. Yeah. If we're a different breed, but I mean, honestly respect to people that like marginal way was literally built when there was absolutely no skate parks in Seattle and skaters were like, well, there's an underpass and we can raise a couple hundred bucks and, you know, start pouring concrete. So much respect to those people. But damn, what they built is hard as fuck to skate. My whole goal is just make shit easier to skate, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. make it look cool on film. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you've done a great job. Uh, what's your pride and joy? If you're like, oh, that spot, like I put the hours in on that and like I came out with that clip. Is there something from mm-hmm. guitar that like sticks out?
1: Shoot. uh, Well, when we did the Meow Skate and Crate video. Oh, was Yeah. We were- pretty much every single spot we had our hands in in some kind of way yeah. we fixed up um definitely the little mini quarters up to the grind um spot i did like a 50 fakey on it yeah that was cool i also like how my truck was like all wiggly and crazy in that clip but that was definitely that was cool cuz all all the homies like helped with that one but more recently I did like a Manny mania mm-hmm. um a little edit I had to film like four manual clips, yeah. and I did like a slappy crook up to nose manual and I had the spot for it but it had these big fat cracks and like kind of like holes in the ground right when you land and then like the part of the curb where you pop off it was just gnarly and I had to make it so I could slappy crook and get up to the nose manual and not just hit a crack and like fall over so I used some of that finished grout kind of concrete I was talking about earlier in um smoothed that all out and then I like painted the curb so it looks legit. Yeah. Um, but I, you know what I mean? Because that spot is like a parking lot, and I guess some people from the city are not stoked on people skating there, so I wanted to make it look legit. So I like painted it, it was like a couple day project. And then when I got the clip, I was pretty hyped.
0: That's awesome. Well, this is great, but uh, <laughs> this has
1: been a good talk, Ted.
0: I, I think this is great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. All right, we'll talk to you. All right, <laughs>
0: Hey Siri, call Ryan Lay. Hey Siri. The fuck, dude? What just happened? Literally, I didn't change a thing. Call Ryan Lay.
1: Calling Ryan Lay. iPhone. It's so
2: annoying. Hello. <laughs> you like when i answer the phone like a late night tv show host yeah
0: wait uh i I should have cleared this before i talked to you it kind of is weird because i wanted to talk to you about this before everything came to an insane crescendo i I wanted to talk to you about going over the hydrant in sf forever ago but now it's like you know you know the horse is dead or whatever i don't even know what to talk to you about clearing shit anymore and you say horses
2: left the barn Maybe that's
0: it. Yeah. It's out, It's like left a stable or I don't know what the fuck.
2: I think it's even fine to talk about the Tyshawn one, but yeah. So in one of, I think it was my rasa Libre part. No, 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 sorry. It was my eye pass part. Yeah. I have a line in it, in San Francisco. It's the last line in my part where I lip slide a long ledge, the Keith Huffnagle ledge that goes down a hill. And then I do a backside flip on flat. And then I think I do like a fakey turnaround like a little half cap yeah. and then I f- attempt to throw to one eighty over a hydrant. And maybe my back truck doesn't quite clear it. Um and so price and you and all my friends would like, you know, all join in unison to to basically bully me. Um and you guys call <laughs> that a so... punchy, which you guys call that a punchy because of my nickname uh amongst my close friends is punchy. And uh yeah. So for for about a decade now, I think there's about twenty or so people that would call that pulling pulling a punchy. <laughs> um, but but I, I I am like not the first, nor will I be the last offender.
0: Yeah, I, I've actually had this experience too on on a different hydrant in Arizona, which is like why I just will not film a one eighty trick, and I mean I don't I don't film anyways. But like, there's something about the feeling of of clearing a skinny thing and then looking back on it and realizing that you didn't and there's an insane disconnect between the experience of clearing something and seeing it you know what I mean because when you saw that line back like did you think when you saw it you're like oh, I didn't really hit the hydrant that well <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah you know what the funny thing is is that i was skating with field a lot at that time and field definitely is a is a repeat offender for nolling over hydrants because especially if you do nollies over things you do a little nolly frontside shifty and so it just is really easy i mean i could nollie over something that's like waist high that way because all you got to really do is get the back truck over <laughs> yeah. and then you can just le- let the let the nose droop down uh way well below the hydrant yeah yeah I, I don't know if you had any thoughts about this, but you're like,
0: and and I don't think TJ is as, I don't
2: know. as Okay, here's what I think about TJ is, is that he, to his credit, he is like the most explosive skater that skateboarding has ever seen, which is why I love him. Like he's not yes. robotic in any sense of the term. He's, you know, he's kind of similar to Jake Johnson in that vein, that every trick looks like its own little miracle. And so, I was just talking to our good friend about this today. The thing with the picnic table is that because it's so long, like the width gets almost like narrower with length. So because it's so long, it might as well be as wide as a hydrant. And he literally just can't. I mean, you saw in even the one that he redid, he totally cleared the shit out of it, by the way. Yeah. But he he almost like needs to hack off Two seats on those tables and then put them together in the middle, so that there's enough space for him to like fully clear, you know, clear the shit out of it with no, with no ambiguity, uh, no ambiguity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, because even yeah, it's like even when he does uh, he does switch ollie it, It's like his board is so out of control, like floating through drifting. the air. That like you're just and he, yeah. yeah, he's literally drifting in midair. <laughs> yeah, but but. You know what I'm saying though,
0: like when he did the first one in the general,
2: he for sure just thought he did it.
0: Like, there's no way, because the like I'm saying, like the experience of one aiding over the hydrant is that, uh, is that you did it, right? You're like, oh fuck, I one aided over it. Like I could look down, I see the
2: hydrant, my body's up here, you know. Um, I don't know because part of me, part of me wonders if a lot of that just kind of comes down to whether or not you're like a hyper yeah uh hyper aware or
1: insecure is not really the right word yeah Yeah,
2: self-critical kind of skater because like i think that a lot of people probably are like oh yeah when you 180 over hydrant like you really gotta clear clear it because especially you'll see it with nollie nollie half cab heels are a really good one too like there was there was an amazing one in the in the gx video i think roll up for someone. Someone nollie have to have heels hydrant and it's just it's, it's pretty yeah, loosey goosey. Yeah, but it's just sick. I mean, I don't even really care that much. Um, but it does, it does kind of like I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing because with I sp- I think with a table it does feel like this is this you know static object that is kind of a a benchmark for a specific type of skating. But again, you need. You need a table that's like uh, twice, three times as wide.
0: Yes. And uh, we need to, I I don't even know if we ever talked about this on the show. We probably did years ago. We need to institute the two by four rule, which is you need to be able to lay a two by four across the top of the pole (laughs) or the (laughs) hydrant. So such that it is well wider than a board and you, you need to have both trucks and wheels and, and board over. The entire two by four when you're crossing the top of the hydrant, but I find myself having dug my heels into this position as I get older. Like, you know, because you have a one off conversation with somebody, you go, "Oh yeah," e- even even Taishan has done this. But you'll see a trick and uh, somebody does something over a pole, and you go, "Oh yeah, 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 yes." Yeah, switch frontside flip was sick. It wasn't over the pole, but it was sick. And people go, what do you mean it wasn't over the pole? And you're like, look at it. Like you can kind of fucking see, you know, half the can shit is like fuck off kiltered. And you know, you get into all this fucking trouble and people are like, Robert Neal did the biggest fucking nolly half gab heel ever. And I'm like, I-, I didn't say it wasn't the biggest nolly half gab heel ever. I was just saying it's not over the pylon. And <laughs> and and so then, you know, it starts to become it like probably a probably was, though. Oh no, Robert, Robert Neal has done some, uh, yeah. he's not crossed a line. So then it becomes like a personality trait where it's like, oh, a new pole clip. Well, what, what does that have to think about it? And maybe, and I probably lean into it too, where I'm just like, these fucking guys and their poles, like they got to stop. <laughs> Dude, just don't like just, <laughs> just skate it normal. But now normally as you get older, you start to care less about standards,
2: about, the rules. Uh, or you don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. If, if you care less with age. I mean, if, if anything, I mean, t- some people become embittered assholes with age. You know. Well, okay, then. Then
0: that's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and that's what I'm wondering is, you as somebody who's been in the game, you know, kind of the experience, like you've had a, a microcosm or you know a smaller version of this. Like, mm. do you do you have sympathy for? the person who is being criticized or like, do you just like not even care that much or?
2: Uh, It just depends on the emphasis. Like, I think that is the thing that matters. You know, if you're filming a line that's in the middle of a part and you're kind of like cruising down SF and you 180 or back 180 over a hydrant, it's, that's (laughs) kind of fair game. But when there's a lot of emphasis on it that's when you kind of start to get nitpicky about it and especially yeah. when it's like something like a static object right like uh that, that is this clear i mean ob- obviously a, a hydrant is but like a, a picnic table is like it has the exact same dimensions and <laughs> famously jim greco fucking built one and, and uh or he stole one and put it in the skate park and measured it just so that people would believe that that kid did the yeah, what the trick was that? faky heel?
0: I think it was a faky heel straight over. We're going to do it inside the House of Hammers, which is an identical sized picnic table. And to prove that, I'm going to take the tape measure and I'm going to measure the table. Okay, message boards. Okay.
2: 21 and a quarter inches. See that? Okay. Oh, that's an incredible video. But I think when, with those things, it kind of does, it, it, it does matter a little more. Um, whereas with, I yeah. don't know, but yeah, a lot of times when I see tricks over poles, I just like, they're not really very interesting to me. I don't know why, but I also feel Dude, that it's way. always like, like a a backside flip. flip. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's always the same kind of tricks. Not only half cap heel, uh, yeah, backside flip, um, Maybe like a cavalarial or something like that. Yeah. I mean, bump to bars kind of get are the same way. Like, I feel like bumps of bars really hit their peak in the last like probably like two or three years ago. And now, I mean, the bars obviously been raised. People are doing like switchback threes and gnarly uh, backside flips over bump to bars. But yeah, if you're not really doing tricks at that level i'm just like i don't really care even like the huge ones i'm just like yeah it's fine unless it's really like interesting or something yeah bump to bars even
0: though they are outrageously boring are are so nice because you you, you're in a cage yeah yeah you're just (laughs) like oh yeah you're out of it like (laughs) you know yeah and and also it's funny because you can clip a
2: bump to bar and it still counts.
0: You know what I mean? You're like, well, yeah, dude, you got out. Like, even if you bonked it a little bit, like, it's it's sick.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing that I was going to say is that even just mentally skating, like, a trash can, even, you know, a Tompkins-style trash can, it, let alone, like, a pole, is going to be way just mentally easier to skate because there's not this fear of you know, hanging hang up, up, yeah, catching your foot, clipping your, fr- I mean, if you clip your front truck, it's just like not nearly as sketchy.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you'd have to really be well below.
2: <laughs> yeah, the- and, and if you're doing a 180 flip trick, you really can like tease it out and do it the cheater way, and then build up the confidence. So like, really, you know, I I yeah. always, whenever I, I in my in my more uh, limber days, I was able to nollie over a trash can pretty easily and. Yeah, you can do it the cheater way for a few tries, and then you kind of build up the confidence, and it's a lot easier. But with a bump to bar, you just have to get—you know—both trucks got to be fully above that—that uh, that razor's edge.
0: Yeah. Did you actually nollie the one at Perry, or did you sideswipe it?
2: I don't. I don't know. I, I tried to do it the other night at the skate park just to see if I still had uh had the legs, but I don't. I really couldn't tell. It felt. It felt pretty cheatery to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay yeah i mean i'm just just uh you know hanging out in the skate park the bar is literally lower for you
0: <laughs> <laughs> you think we should put a halt to it until we figure out what the hell's going on
2: um no i think that it's fine I, I i i you know i'm i'm not one to be overly nitpicky about this but i do think that i don't know with with certain things it's just like you, yeah, you just gotta do. You just gotta really fully clear it. I I am of the opinion that we should. I, I guess I'm not of that opinion because I want to see Tyshon do more tricks over uh, hydrants and do more tricks over the trash cans. And I think a lot of people feel like there's like a fuzzy gray area with the trash cans. But I don't want to live in a world where Tyshawn Ollie half kept flipping over a trash can. So uh, even if you know maybe it's kind of hard to sell or distinguish where his, his back truck is at a certain point in time. Yeah. I don't know. I want to I, I want to see it. So I, so respect- I, I guess, I, I, I guess I'm going to throw it up to who care. Yeah. 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 Or chalk it up to a who care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, care. Care. yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm,
0: Uh. I'm putting a, a moratorium on the, uh, on the obstacle. That is, I, I think Shh. that the minimum width of an obstacle now is
2: picnic table. <laughs> <laughs> wide side, <laughs> yeah. Picnic table, wide side. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you could also, you could also be the first to invent, um, uh, like a, a yardstick that you can place on a hydrant for when you're out on the session. You just throw it in the back of your filmer bag. No,
0: you know, no, no, it's like it's two drones with like dental floss between them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really like heighten the stakes. Put some uh, fishing line between them.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like invisible. So like you pay the price. Uh, oh if you... God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like turns turns the weakest thing the the hide into the most deadly thing, which is the chain. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a good call. What about chains? Chains are off limits for danger.
2: Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a no chains guy. Um, it's funny because I I've had friends criticize me because occasionally I will skate spots with like a high level of danger, but chains are not not in that wheelhouse for me. Um, I don't want to see footage of people skating chains. Yeah, hard agree. Just 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 unnecessarily dangerous. Um, and also like usually not particularly interesting, although, you know, in desperate times, I think I've probably filmed some tricks over chains, but yeah, that's uh, such as, uh, trying to manage a pro skate career. <laughs> <You> uh, <know. laughs> yeah. Hey man, you done it well, <laughs> uh, I I, 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 I kind of had to walk that back a little bit because I remember I filmed a switch flip nose manual that was in my real street part on a to manual. It was kind of a boring clip, but it was a spot we could skate on a weekday and yeah. awful loading dock and just awful, behind it aw- a- awful <laughs> awful loading dock too. It's terrible. Probably just like a bad clip, but you know sometimes you just need footage and it's I don't know. It's hard to hard to come by.
0: Yeah, that that clip's amazing. That clip is like the most suburban Arizona. Um, <laughs> all right i think this is my longest call we're gonna cap the call here
2: all right sounds good
0: all right see.
2: Uh, bye-bye bye.
0: At the risk of breaking the spell that I've cast for all of you, I just need to give you a heads up on the next call, you will hear a series of tones, some of it intentional to mask information, and some of it is just incoming calls that I didn't know how to stop while I was talking to my ender castmate. So when those come, you know, you'll probably instinctively check your phone, but just be aware that it's inside the audio file, and there's no way for me to... Remove it without ruining the conversation. So, with that said, enjoy it. Hey Siri, call Kyle Beachy.
1: Calling Kyle Beachy, home.
3: Hey Ted. Kyle. Did, Ted. Did I miss my window? <laughs> you really? I mean, what? What are we about thirty? Thirty minutes? Thirty minutes? Beyond? No, we can do this. We can do this. I'm just uh, skating. God you know. damn, I'm jealous. What? What what do you got? Is it raining in New York? I feel like I usually know when it's raining in New York. I feel Uh, like
0: that's. Well, it was in the 30s. Now it's in the 50s.
3: So you want to hear about this DIY, Matt?
0: Sure. Yeah, (laughs) that'll actually be a nice segue.
3: Well, it's down. It's down on the South Side. I'm going to get away from Zach, who just keeps keeps making his ripping noises. So we're down at like 35th Street and not far from Ashland, so South Side. And it's like this just community sort of like court palette. Like, I guess you could call it a park. It's like a a sort of nothing space that had like this rough concrete surface. I don't, I, I think it's called the something courts. I don't know what kind of court it was, but yeah, like apparently the alderman just is totally fine with the people who started building here and was actually like, yeah, let's see if we can raise some funds. So now it's got like, you know, it's got some, some really uh, strange, anachronistic <laughs> concrete corners uh, that are either very mellow or very steep. Um, and it's got this bank to pretty tall curb thing that's real fun, a wall ride. And then there's wooden ramps that people bought here. It's really, really quite pleasant.
0: Did, did you bring your, your beer and pizza for the builders?
3: <laughs> there are no builders here. <laughs> Were it summer, I'd bring a 12-pack of Pabst yeah, and uh, like some Totino's pizza rolls or something <laughs> along those lines.
0: That'd be awesome to just get them. I mean, <laughs> the, the Barneys do love PBR, but be like, hey, I got you bagel bites.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, yeah, it's the season.
3: Yeah, it's the it's the season. It's the it's the big season. And we've got all our we've got all our outfits picked out. We're all ready.
0: And uh, yeah, I have my my Santa Claus outfit for when Jackass comes back around. Um, <laughs> but the you know for for better or for worse, it yeah. all eyes are on a a couple of skateboarders and one yeah. statue. Yeah. And I have a feeling you think that it's for worse.
3: Well, I guess there, there are maybe two things to say at the outset about, we're talking about Sodi season here, right? We're not talking about allergy or mold season. Um, so, you know, I think the first thing is that there is no wrong way to talk about skateboarding. And if there are people who are into Sodi and want to make that a sort of annual kind of discourse around this time of year, then that's perfectly okay. Um, Because skateboarding is infinite and you, you know, talking about it is a real big part of what it is to skateboard. Um, So, you know, there's no there's no wrong discourse like it's all it's that's great. Um, But, you know, the sort of the sort of uh, extension of that is skateboarding is infinite. And there are all these ways to talk about skateboarding. And it does seem to me that talking about Sodi, like talking about any competition, is just a real reduction of the potential of what skateboarding is so yeah i i i, I find it a little uh a little i don't know I, I don't despair but i definitely am not hyped every year when it's like okay time to start talking about SODI. it just seems like it forecloses on any other conversation and like what we're doing now for three months is talking about this Previously, totally arbitrary and pretty meaningless thing that has now achieved this kind of legitimacy and weird sort of faux objectivity that, uh, you know, people take maybe more seriously than I believe personally we should.
0: Yeah. Well, I disagree with you on every front, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) But does it, there's something also that happens where I think that there's like a there's a teleology to skate parts throughout the year, not just the three yeah. months. But yeah. you're like, oh, this is Louis' USC part in June. Right. That means right. that this is leading to like there's right. a direction where it right. needs to necessarily end, and why this is necessarily weak. Yeah. Um. And you know, at at the risk of not being a good company, man, my, my issue with the season is that it, uh, is that people put out fake parts, you know, like yeah, no filler. The world has no place for filler. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: so I don't, I don't know that I totally agree with it. Like I'm actually pretty okay with grazing over some pretty fillery stuff, you know, like I enjoy, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy Instagram clips. I enjoy, you know, the, the 45 second reel that's like, Hey, me and -and so-and-so spent a day in San, in, in San Francisco. And here are the clips we got. Like, I actually really enjoy that sort of low grade kind of simmering, uh, you know, just like bubbling up of footage. I actually kind of like that. What I don't like is the idea that because you're doing that, you're somehow violating the code of what you know what you just described as this kind of gravitational kind of pull of the end of the year Sodi discourse which it's like fuck man like you know ted like we, we've talked about this the 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 fact is is that i don't think competition is particularly interesting when it comes to skateboarding and and i think at its worst what competition does is it makes people totally forget the stuff that's magical and great about skateboarding You know, there's this sort of scarcity idea that like there's one skater of the year and therefore, um, you know, we got to make sure it goes to the right person. When in fact, like, no, that's that's fucking absurd to think that we can get together and agree that one person had the best year. And I also think, you know, like we've discussed maybe on the show or just sitting around and talking about this stuff, like I don't I don't think that actually is healthy for w- the way people think about about the activity and the culture and who's doing it and who's deserving of attention and who's the best. And, and you know, it leads to some pretty ugly stuff. You know, like I don't think there's a, a Taylor Silverman if we don't have this weird kind of idea that fairness is somehow central to what skateboarding is. Like, there is mm. no fairness in skateboarding. It's a completely yeah. ableist activity where every single individual with every single different body type has a totally assorted and variable set of skills and holes in their game. And like, to think that there's some sort of best, most rounded, most objectively superior kind of skateboarding. And if you do it, you are therefore deserving of this annual award is just so fucking false it's just gross um and it leads to gross stupid thinking
0: that's i think the the the, the main key at the end is is the stupid thinking although yeah there, there is something whatever i i don't want to like i don't want to play uh company man here but there is something about it that is like it is it is clearly not objective where it's just right. like this is this is the magazine's pick You know what I mean? And it's like, right. You know what criteria we have? None of your fucking business. Like that's, that's the, (laughs) that's the game that people are playing. So that's the one thing to me that I've always kind of, you know, obviously I've, I've beat the dead horse enough, but it's like, I, I think the, the theater and the pageantry of the thing where it is flagrantly subjective kind of speaks to something fun and almost uh not performative but performance e like in the wrestling sense in the theatrical right. sense um sure. and i always like that and then there's also the part of it that's like yeah I, I, you know i like to see taishan cry with his mom uh, yeah like that right. stuff is fun um but there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go on outside of it you know this is like yeah. my issue with the Maybe like early 917ers, where I'm like, I don't dislike any of these skaters. I dislike their fans because their fans are fucking morons. Uh, <laughs> when they, you know, they're like, oh my God, backside, no slide. I've never seen something so eloquent uh, or elegant, I guess. Yeah, that would be the, yeah. the, 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 the thing. But we get so much fucking stupid thinking where yeah. people are now looking at
3: skate tricks and saying, is this good enough, right? Right. Like, right, totally. Like, does this person deserve this thing? And like, you know, if if we all agreed, if we went back to when Sodi was, you know, essentially this sort of, um, like, ornament that happened, you know, it's like you, you do the job, your parents get you the McDonald's gift certificate basket, and it comes with this, like, ornament. You're like, oh, nice, I got this funny little... Like object. Right. And like for a while, the Rusty statue was this funny little object. There was an irony to it because it was it was sort of understood. There is no there is no best skater. Right. I mean, when Salman won it in 93, no one was like, yes, finally, like he got he deserved it. And when Carol won in 94, it wasn't, you know, I mean, people who were in San Francisco and saw Mike Carroll skating through 93 and 94 and 92 and 91, you know, agreed like, yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely. Give it to Carol. But this idea truly like there's this this skein of I, I mean, I want to say it's objectivity, but really it's like this idea that it's quantifiable. That, you know, okay, we've had this many minutes and this many this many bangers and no filler and filler should actually take away from what a banger is. And then, you know, did Tyshawn clear the table? And if he did, then it's you know, that's got sodi implications, which is just such uh, just totally absurd. Right. I mean, we can agree that's a totally stupid way to look what is otherwise a very fun, arbitrary kind of like everything else in skateboarding, silly thing to argue about. Yeah. Guess that's just kind of my beef. Like skateboarding debates are totally stupid and silly at their core. And then this this other thing, like the Olympics, and like you know the question of uh, uh, transgender athlete. It's like all of these things give this sort of weight and heft of meaning to what is otherwise obviously totally silly and stupid. And so when you try to sort of force this. Um, objective notional like meaning onto it it starts becoming really kind of defeatist and it kind of starts breaking down like there was yesterday was the day when gifted hater did his whole sort of like did he really clear the table thing and i think i can i I can speak for a lot of us in saying like yesterday was stupid like it was stupid. It was a stupid thing for all of us to go through. <laughs> and luckily it ended with Tyshan ollieing the table again. And that's great. And we ended up all winning. But the whole sort of farce of it was it just struck me as like unhealthy and not not rad. It wasn't rad. Like it was seen through the sodi lens. Like like that's yeah. why the switch ollie was was
0: relevant, where it's like well, you know, my issue with table clearing and cone clearing is like long documented. It's like no, just as a, just as a as a linguistic thing. Like, what do right. we mean by clears and what do we mean yeah, by over, table? Like, over, yeah, yeah, and so and so. It's no longer it's no longer a sort of like a philosophical or poetic exercise. It's like a yeah. it's literally like a reviewing of the tape on the field
3: like exactly and yeah
0: and that is like a anti fun skate viewing that is like putting the measurements on it putting the numbers on it and making sure that it's like right and it's like no it should count or not count in the hearts and minds of skaters and those and there should be gray areas in which they can talk shit to each other
3: at the session with right exactly and disagreeing is a bit and you know one of the ways that we can kind of trace the lineage of how this went off the rails um, is that of course it's profitable for your employer, right? I mean, it's it's a big end of the year thing. Um, they get ad revenue for the Sodi issue. It's obviously a very deal to the skater who gets Sodi these days. Like you know, contracts have built-in clauses where if you get Sodi, you get this you know you get X dollar bonus, etc. Yeah, cetera. I've heard forty so- bucks,
0: upwards of forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> Nick just really bailed a board slide. I'm, that was a I'm really good time <laughs> for him to bail with my like C <laughs> C minus joke. Um. So, like, you understand why it's in Thrasher's interest to make this into a sort of three to four-month affair. Like, And I also think it's really wonderful that we have this new sort of class of recognizing a whole bunch of skaters. Like, here's the Sodi class of the year, right? You get a bunch of people in there. You get Brianna in there. You get all sorts of people who, you know, objectively we know probably aren't going to win it, but it's rad to see people recognize. It's rad to see, you know, a, a, a wide swath of the skateboarding industry with their photos up there. And and so it's cool. It's cool that we get to vote. But the idea that from voting there is some sort of objective or even democratic sort of process in play is just obviously not the case. So, you know, like everything you just said is obviously true. But then there's also this theatrical side to it, which is Thrasher's essentially industrial approach to it, which is savvy and smart and maybe causing some problems. (laughs) Um, And I I won't push back uh, on that
0: point other than uh, (laughs) it's also good for my landlord. uh, Right. (laughs) Transitively. Right. And and the thing that I I would want to know is is someone who has seen the time before, because when I started skating, I'd need to go back. But I think that like it was probably Arto was the first yeah. one for me. It, yeah. was, it was It was Rowley or Arto. Like the first ones where I like paid attention and I was like, oh my God, that guy won it. Like, oh, he was the best. Right. Like, oh, right. okay. and it was big, like in 2000, 2001. Um, right. it, it was just like a thing that you would learn and then you would go back to like waiting for the next big video when it was inconsequential, like, you know, 93, 94 um, that's an entirely different skate media landscape of just waiting right. for the big full lengths anyways, like whoever had last part. And that kind of just feels like maybe the skater of the year, like last part of the big full length. Um, well,
3: maybe except the last part didn't really mean anything
0: okay.
4: until,
3: yeah. until goldfish, you know, like last, last part was super significant, nor was there really always the idea that you knew what was coming. Right. So you weren't really waiting. Right. I mean you were either waiting all the time or you were never really waiting. And I, you know, for me, it was that we weren't really waiting. This video would show up like FTC showed up and it was like, oh, what's this? This is in the shop. It's in the case. Let's see what this is. Let's take it home. Who are these people? What's going on? Right. Yeah. So it, it wasn't it wasn't even the idea of like, all right, who's who's going to do it this year? Like that just wasn't part of the consideration. Yeah. But I, but, I you know, what you're getting at, I think, is an important thing, which is that, you know, <laughs> there. The immediacy of media, of course, changes a lot of this, right? I mean, the the fact that we actually now can have a sort of bracket around the year and the calendar year really can start January 1st and, you know, this, the SODI considerations go, I guess, through November. I don't know. Um, So it's like, you know, there is this kind of more rigid sort of boundary that the immediacy of media distribution has created. Whereas before, like you would see a video and you'd have no idea how long they took to make it. You have no idea if this was a three year project or what. You had no idea when another one was going to come out. Um, So, yeah, I mean, again, it was just like it would have been totally strange to think that Sodi was somehow even linked to what you were doing when you sat down and watched a skate video. Like it wasn't it wasn't even in your brain.
1: The idea of like, let's
3: evaluate what this person is up to and, and place it in competition with what everyone else is doing. Like that just wasn't it. You know, like you watched the girl video or you watched the plan B video and you thought about like, oh, let's compare this to H street. But it was never like for the sake of who gets the award. It was like, who, you know, who, who are you more into? Why? Whose vibe do you like more? Why? Like. Who who do you think is is cooler than the others? It's it was never who's the winner. Yeah, and
0: so I, I would ask I ask you this already, and I don't know if you've put any thought into it, and it, and it's fine if you haven't. But what do you think? Let's scrap it, and let let's not imagine a Trans World Awards or a Free Skate Awards takes its place. Yeah, what does the skateboard viewers? time look like then without yeah. this without the seasonal approach without the teleology of weak parts to better parts to best parts without the right. without the year-end celebration and uh discussion and you know stupid beef between the best skateboarder on planet earth and right. the biggest streamer like what does what does it look like without all of that does it just look like we are stuck watching part after part in an endless feed
3: I mean that's an interesting question right that that if we don't have the, some sort of calendar framework then we're sort of in this like fluid state of ongoingness and due to that we it, it we feel some sort of um, I don't know confusion or we're unmoored or we're somehow unable to kind of process what we're seeing but I do think I mean that's interesting I think that's it that's that's an interesting sort of idea I think the calendar is a necessary Um, framework for the way that we review things right i mean we 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 are for better or worse i think worse um very very much um rooted in the sort of end of year best of reflection um which on you know at its best reminds us of great things that happened at the beginning of the year you know so like joy o'brien is the obvious sort of example there when when did that part come out like march the joy o'brien no, that it's that actually Mulherd came one.
0: out that actually came out at the end of 21 and that is oh, yeah. the after. best fucking part.
3: Yeah, it's incredible. So after soda it was in the sort of lame duck non non time. It it doesn't exist because it was before the considerations for the next year and after the considerations for the year we were in. Um, which is terrible. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think to get back to your question which is what no. is the sort of that when was, was it? no,
0: cause he wasn't, I'm looking now. He was a contender and he was June 21. That was middle oh, wow. of the year.
3: It's wow. just weird how we remember. The, and I think a testament to the weighted calendar that we, I, I continue to think of that as like an early in the year part yeah, that we yeah. had to keep in mind. Um, no, that's right. You know, I mean, I guess what, what it would mean is we'd, we'd find a way to speak of things that come out and judge them on their own merit. Like that to me would be the ideal, is that everything that comes out is judged and experienced for exactly what it is, rather than as being a bigger part of this, as you're calling it teleological sort of system or gravity. Um, And that, that to me seems ideal, right? Like I think the utopic idea here is that every piece of skate media that comes out, we have the time to kind of live with it for a while, think about it and then kind of carry it forward into the rest of the year as we do with like works of literature or art (coughs) exhibits or whatever um but you know that said it's certainly the case that we have end of year best of literature lists we have like the best art shows of the year and so the impulse is there because there's money to be made from it and that's kind of the sort sort of sorrowful end of this conversation is that as long as there's money to be made from framing culture in particularly competitive and calendar-driven ways, we're always going to have this stuff. You know, Thrasher is the one who's making the money from it, and that's, I guess, great. <laughs> but if they weren't, someone else would be doing it. Like, you can't escape it. It, it, it is it is the water we swim in, and that that's it. Um, and, you know, the other thing is you can, in the same way that I would say that anyone is totally free, of course, to think in terms of SODI and argue with their friends in terms of SODI, And I'm not sitting here to poo-poo that. I also think it is absolutely possible to decide that institutional awards, institutionalized awards, are meaningless and you can live a life independent of them and go about living your own experience of skateboarding culture in your own sort of private universe. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect.
0: Although I would encourage each and every one of you to not listen to kyle and to vote <laughs> when the poll goes up tune in to, yeah uh, <laughs> no. refresh uh, reload
3: Click <laughs> <laughs> the banners
0: right. smash the banners
3: Ooh. smash the banners well but ted who is your soda who's your guy are you fucking kidding me dude i gotta say is that i mean and if if that's if that's it for you then that's it for you like that's not it for me like i'm i'm super stoked on I think he's obviously an exceptional singular unicorn talent but i you know i i would rather watch other people do their thing but also like fuck dude give it give it to spanky give it oh to alexis give it give it to give it to, spanky. It to, give it spanky to any is, of these people
0: i just want to close this out by saying like spanky we started off with a great relationship the middle period yeah
1: Oh, man.
0: Awkward. It was fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. He is one of my favorite fucking skaters on planet Earth right now. The two parts that he's put out this year, horses and this new ace part, I was like tearing up at what what an absolute...
3: Come back. He has made. The, the the hard flip back tail. Just kind of toss. Just hard remind back us. tail shove. Remind us. Oh. Remind us where you came from. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into the super tall, slappy. You know, I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not no, into no. waist high, slappy. You know, that's no. not. I don't find that super compelling. But you know, if you look at someone who's had a year, like Spanky's had a fucking year, right? Like that. That's it. Spanky's had a heck of a year. Uh, had a heck of a year like these people have had incredible calendar years you know yeah. whatever yeah it yeah. doesn't matter and the beauty is is it doesn't matter
0: yes and uh, but that is the the other thing about the who touches the hearts and minds you know that's uh, yeah. almost a different discussion but right. Um, right yeah you know dude i don't know the, the 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 conversation is endless of 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 what new ways to measure the thing um, yeah but for sure um, that is where i have fun with it I hope others can have fun with it without giving into what you said is
3: a fake scarcity that leads to stupidity. Definitely stupid. Definitely, there is no scarcity in skateboarding. There is no shortage of any of it. And so let's not, let's not fall victim to, to a scarcity mindset in this most abundant and infinite of pursuits. Yes. Uh, thank you, I think we did it. Ah! Uh- good to talk to you, Ted. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm definitely all locked up now, so my skating's over, so now I can start drinking beer. Thanks, bud. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'll talk soon. All right. See you, bud. All right.
0: Bye. Thank you again to everyone for listening. Our intro and interlude music is by the band Roar out of Phoenix, Arizona. And our outro music credits music what you're hearing right now is by dylan bryan and our logo and graphic design as always is by michael warfel thank you very much Is on. Hey guys. All right. I didn't actually make a song. This is just me noodling. Thank you very much to Alex Kissinger, Justin Marquis, Andy Yamazaki, Sean Doyle, and our dear friend Sag over on Patreon. You guys are the legends. That word gets thrown around a lot these days, but you guys are the real fucking deal.